Betty Rock, does the name Lonnie Frisbee mean anything to you? Not really. Well, it didn't to me either until I saw the new Irwin Brothers film, Jesus Revolution. It's that one. It's like faith-based, and it's not the usual like faith-based film. Yes, it's a movie that tells the faith story of Pastor Greg Laurie after meeting this hippie preacher named Lonnie Frisbee. And what's cool is it's kind of all true. It was set in the 60s and 70s during the Jesus movement. And I'm telling you, Rock, you would absolutely love the soundtrack. It's really good your dad raised you on that stuff (laughs) what did you like about the movie i liked that the movie's about a guy searching for identity and inclusion and truth and even though it's set in the 70s man it's exactly what people are looking for today and the answer is jesus it's the same then as it is now and i also really liked that it didn't paint a perfect picture of the church either really yeah like it showed men's egos kind of getting in the way of god and it showed the intolerance of people inside of faith but it also showed that despite that if we just get out of the way revival is possible. So what did you not like about the movie? That I wasn't in it. Uh, <laughs> like, that bothered me a little bit. I gotta tell you, the Irwins, uh, they cast Kelsey Grammer, and he's great. They got Jesus from The Chosen. I mean, that's a great get, but they could have had me for a whole lot less. But in the end, man, I really thought it was a great movie. If you want to check it out and hopefully enjoy it as much as Wally did, it's in theaters right now. Welcome to the Wally Show Aftercast, all those things we did not get to during the course of the show today, including here's why you can never win in a woke world, okay? So they had the Oscars recently, and everybody's winning their awards, blah, 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 blah. And Brendan Fraser picked up his first Oscar for The Whale, um, and the film he was in, he, like he was, he played a 600-pound uh, writing instructor, and this film also won for best makeup and hairstyling, okay? So you're like, hmm. okay, well, who could in their right mind get up? a problem with this. This is so great. Well, the win angered some viewers who questioned the use of prosthetics in the film. They said, the whale winning for best makeup is so upsetting because like you won an award for making a skinny guy fat. Real neat. You know, because basically they didn't hire a fat or overweight actor, so they used makeup. The whole point of it is you're transforming somebody. You know, like Mm -hmm. somebody's playing a character and you make them look different. That's what you're winning the award for, Mm -hmm. is for especially makeup. Like when the Planet of the Apes won a thing for makeup because they all looked like real monkeys. (laughs) Well, you should have got real monkeys to play it. No, you moron. Oh, these people. Woke is a joke. And, and, And I think what frustrates me, this didn't take long. Uh, to get worked up. What frustrates me is the idea of being woke came from a really important place with racial inequality. And it was, and it started important conversations, but then everyone got offended about everything every day. And they started like doing it with where it w- was not a big deal. And it became, and it has become a joke. And so now woke, when you say, oh, you're woke, you're a punchline. You know, you're not a hero anymore. You're a punchline. Mm-hmm. And so these people like this, you know, talking about this and being upset about it are crazy. Um, um, these experts argue that these roles should go to actors who have these body types. Well, maybe they're not a good actor, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like okay, if you could find a great actor that weighed 600 pounds, knock yourself out. I've seen 600-pound life. These people are horrible actors. Like, <laughs> you know, so you have to hire somebody that, that's skilled. I was really surprised. Did you ever watch the uh, comedy Superstore? 
Mm. No. Is that like Justin the... Spitzer? Okay. Uh, I had that girl America oh. something. America Ferrera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's a character that's in a wheelchair, and he's really good at his character. And I'm like, man, that, that guy's a great actor, uh, and that's cool. He's a, a wheelchair bound, but they gave him the role. Not so he's not wheelchair bound. <laughs> like I've seen him in other things now. You're like, oh, you how did that one slip Hollywood's wokeism? Yeah. Did they do that with Glee too? Remember Maybe. there was a kid that was in a wheelchair. I don't know if he was oh. really in a wheelchair. I, I never watched think- Glee. I didn't either, but I don't yeah. think he was. But it's so funny because I'm surprised that one slipped by all of the uh, woke people. I'm sure uh, if you brought it up, it would well, start. Someone yeah. would be, yeah. No, hurt because by it. this one canceled out because this guy was a black actor. Because then you'd be attacking a black actor, oh. which you can't do either. Because that woke trumps the uh, paraplegic woke. Uh, you know, like it's <laughs> so like there are levels layers. of woke. Yeah. It's, it's like the seven layers of hell. It's like <laughs> oh the seven gosh. layers of wokeness, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's true. I, like I get so worked about this stuff because I think it's He's taking his jacket off, I am getting hot. Um, You know what's interesting, though? This is still a win for uh, Brendan Fraser, and here's why. Uh, Because back to the quote, it said, uh, the whale winning for best makeup is so upsetting. Uh, Like, you just uh, won an award for making a skinny guy fat. Uh, Well, let me just say this. Brendan Fraser is not skinny, so he's delighted, elated with this thing. (laughs) You called me skinny? That's so great. Thank you. He's solidly big. Yeah, he's overweight for his size. He's not 600 pounds, but he's like a bigger guy than he was in like the Mummy movies. It's like when um, uh, Mercy Me uh, got protested. There, the, there's this, there's this group of knuckleheaded, oversaved people that show up to concerts and they stand there with a bullhorn. They show up to Christian concerts. They themselves are apparently believers, and then they talk about how wrong all these bands are and they yell at people. They're just ridiculous knuckleheads. They're funny. Like I like. I like barbing with them mm-hmm. uh, because they're so unrealistic. But it was so funny because they showed up at a Mercy Me concert and they're like, rock music is of the devil and Mercy Me is a rock band sending people to hell. And Bart's quote was so great. He's like, oh, that's cute. They think we're a rock band. You know? <laughs> and he was so happy about that. And I thought, oh, that's really good. So anyway, so there's my little rant on wokeism. Uh, what do you got today, Lady Rock? Well, rock it, uh, ro- blah, 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 blah. the Rolling Stones... They put out the top 100... Wait, the Rolling Stones or Rolling Stone magazine? Sorry, the Rolling Stones magazine. It's just Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling the Stone. Rolling Stones is the band. Wow. Okay. So I'm going gonna, gonna to correct you right, on right. these things. Okay, so it's then very let's important. Back it up. Yeah. And start over. Okay. Introduce me again. All right, Betty Rock, what do you got? <laughs> Rolling Stone magazine. Nailed it. Nice. They put out an article of the greatest... Heavy metal songs, oh. top 100. So I pulled audio from the top five. Okay. And also, uh, just to clarify, as Betty was pulling yes. this audio, all you hear from her on the other side of the room is, this is awful. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. There was a lot of bad oh, ones. And I'm like, these are Why the top Why are we five? only doing five and not the top 100 <laughs> is my question. Well, we don't have all the time in the world. Okay. Uh, so number five was Black Sabbath War Pigs. Oh, yeah. Generals gathered in their masses. Yeah, that's what the Ozzy Just like witches at Black Masses. Yeah, now this is, I think, late 70s, early 80s. It says 1970. Yeah, 1970. Okay, so it's earlier than I thought. Because this is back when uh, Ozzy was their lead singer, but it is not, like, I don't ever consider, like, 
uh, heavy, heavy metal. metal. I mean, I guess they were. I, uh, hair metal was more more of my mm-hmm. genre, like the 80s. Mm-hmm. But I guess this would be considered metal, though. Yeah. Number four was Judas Priest oh, with Breaking, breaking the, law. the Law. Yeah. Breaking the Law. Breaking the Law. I know how to play this song. This is one of those that I was pulling the audio and I was like, this is terrible. This is one of the first uh, songs I learned to play on guitar because I was like, breaking the law, breaking the law. I'm so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Motorhead, Ace of Spades at number three. No, This is horrible. You'll agree with that. I'm a shade green. The only gun I need is the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. Lemmy is this guy. He's got a giant mole on his face, the size of Aaron Neville. Uh, <laughs> not the size oh, of Aaron, Aaron Neville's mole, but the size of Aaron Neville. Oh my gosh. Uh, and, and he is a rock icon in this genre, but he, he plays a Rickenbacker bass, which is a really weird bass. His microphone comes down at him. He doesn't, it's not level with him, and he he's, has his neck always up, and all his veins popping out. He's like, the ace of spades! The ace of spades! He cannot sing, but he is an icon, and I never, I never like Motorhead at huh. all, but yeah, make them number three. Yep, number right. three. Number two, I like this one because it was on Stranger Things. Oh, Metallica, yeah. Master of Puppets. Yeah. I liked Metallica back in the day, and I like the St. Anger Metallica documentary. It's fascinating to get a look oh, yeah. into their lives and to see how unrock and roll they became. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They like James Hetfield. Like he, he got into like therapy and stuff, and uh, <laughs> it's not rock and roll, man. And so like he gets oh, so drugs and alcohol are better therapy roll. than actually going to therapy. Didn't say that. I just said that's, yeah, that's rock what and you're roll. Saying. But he gets into therapy, and they bring the this therapist, like this therapist, is around him all the time, and it's James like working through all of his stuff. But he's with other rock guys that are like, "Are you, are you kidding me?" And at one point in time, they're sitting in a room, and the therapist is there. They're writing songs, and the therapist is like, "I don't know, what do you think about this?" And he gives them a line for a song, and James and and uh, Lars Ulrich, the drummer, is like. He, like he's had enough. Like really, this is where we're at right now. And and it was interesting just to see their dynamics because Hetfield is trying to change and he's trying to like I guess get healthier. And Lars is like, you're becoming everything that I hate, you know. And so it was really interesting to see their dynamic mm. between these two longtime friends that started this product. Yeah. So it's like one of them got healthy, chose the healthy route, could, and the other one maybe. chose the unhealthy. No, the route. other one was just healthy on his own. Like he didn't was have. He? No, that's the. You, I think you have this misnomer that everyone that's not in therapy is not healthy. No, I'm not. But when they clearly are going to drugs and alcohol, I know that they're not healthy. Yeah, yes, on some. Well, well, I, I, what? Whoa. I like. I don't think that that's a mental health what? issue. No, like I. I used to. I you used don't? to. No, I used to use. Like, I but, feel like that would be like a numbing mechanism. Sure, like you don't want to deal with the feelings that you're feeling, so you're numbing them with drugs and alcohol. It can be for some people, and for other people, it's it's because they choose to do it because it feels good too. Like it's it's it, it runs the gamut. But like, also too, some choose it because they want to fit in, so yeah. they don't feel they don't feel confident sure. in who they are in sure. their own skin. Once again, these are two things that could be dealt with more. Hopefully, oh, okay. oh, absolutely. and a therapist. So. I'm not advocating the use of drugs at all, but I'm saying people that use drugs, like you have a a 
opinion of them like oh they're completely broken and they're all addicts and they 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 can't function and they're they're you know they have daddy issues or whatever that's just not the case for everybody it it, it, it's it's a broad stroke of people that use you know and so like now is there something yeah if you're making the case that i'm going to this where we obviously you know later in life you know you find god and you're like okay that's where i find my my true identity and myself and all that and that's great when you have that realization but not everybody has that at one time but i don't know that it means they're like this broken person but i I, that's tough yeah that's a tough one i i think that i think that to label them because they to label them as this is their only problem you know kind of thing because they're rock stars and this is they're broken because they do this. It, it's simplistic because they might be broken for a ton of other things. You know? But if they're broken, shouldn't they go to therapy to seek out the issues? Or they might just be not... But yeah, I know, but that's my point is that like there are those people that are. They have deep wounds and hurt, and then there are other people that are like, just live fast, die young, you know, kind of thing. And it's just a, it's just a, the way they are. It's just the way yeah. they are. Yeah. Hmm. I know that's not a great uh, theory or endorsement. It's Especially not too, if like they get behind the wheel after oh, they've absolutely. done drugs or alcohol, absolutely. and then they kill mm-hmm. someone, like, and it's like well, it's just the way they were. Well, okay, Nikki Six. He he writes in his book. He was the bass player for Motley Crue, so he writes in his book how he died in the back of an ambulance, and they had to bring him back multiple times. He was a heroin addict, and they bring him back. He goes in. They take him to the hospital. They work on him. Great. He leaves the hospital of his own volition that day, and then goes and shoots up that night. Like that's a problem. Like that is a billion percent. You are an addict. You are in the throes of addiction. You have issues, without a doubt. Like he had issues. Um, but I'm, it's, it's. I think it's hard to say. Like everybody that. You think healthy, healthy people, mentally healthy people, choose something that they know is destroying dist- dist- them. And the ones that they love. Healthy yeah, people tough. are doing that? Yeah, it's tough because you look at people like you look, like, drugs is the extreme version of that. Yeah, there's drugs like, is the extreme version of alcohol. Yeah. Because people do the same thing with alcohol every day. You know, they, some people drink to, you know, escape and to numb, absolutely. Other people drink socially and they, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess ultimately none of it's healthy, obviously. Yeah, I think there's like degrees of destruction. Because if I were to like eat, excessively every day for like my entire life right and within you know four or five years i put on in an insane amount of weight and i knew that that was going to happen right but food is not something we villainize as much as we do alcohol and sure. alcohol is not something we all always villainize as much as we, we do, do harder drugs, drugs right but i guess ultimately yeah if you're eating because you have issues and that you can't work through things and yeah versus yeah. just i love pizza if it's a coping uh, mechanism as right. opposed to i just appreciate this that yeah. anything can be labeled as destructive. Yeah, you're probably right that most use of drugs or alcohol is probably for coping, like in some mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form, in food or whatever. I mean, yeah. they make a show about it. The what is it? The um, intervention. The intervention. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a big one. That's mm-hmm. a good show. Anyway, okay. Well, that was a rabbit trail. Uh, well, so My that fault. was number two. Oh, and wow, then number one. Oh, we're that's at the point. last one. Oh. Once again, Black Sabbath with Black Sabbath. Really. Oh, yeah. 
That's horrible. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, I agree. Thank with you for only playing like five seconds of that. <laughs> I agree. With you. That's not a good. You always overplay. But that it. was number one. I know. That's that's a bad list. Honestly, like that is what not would what you I would put say as number one. Uh, more stuff from the eighties, like that, that was like hair metal. This was the seventies, though, yeah. right? Well, yeah. no, this was just heavy metal in general. Like yeah. they, they they said heavy metal. Yeah, though. Yeah, that's we a, have Slayer at number eight. Oh, that's a like a real Dio, evil band. Dio, Ronnie nine. James Dio. Yeah, he used to be with Iron the Maiden. Yeah. Maiden of Metallica yeah. once again. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, yeah, I, I, Betty Rock used to play a game with me where she would uh, play little clips on Spotify of like '80s hair bands, and I could usually get it within a few notes. And if you couldn't, it would drive, drive me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> drive like, you crazy. I'm like, I have to get this. I have to get this. Yeah. <laughs> or when you got it wrong, I'd be like, mm, Well, you what? are. No, no. I know you are a child, though. Of like, mu- I'm telling. We talked about this earlier in the show part. Like, music is really never more important to you than it is in high school because mm-hmm. it is kind of the soundtrack to your life. And so, I feel bad for Betty that the soundtrack to your life is the '90s. Oh, good lord! It was yeah, the early NSYNC 2000s. And, was it the early 2000s? Yeah. Okay. Yes. In, in '90s, the that was more like Amy Grant and. Uh, New Kids on the Block and things. Like, up my heart that was the early two thousands. Was it? So NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears. That was the two thousands. Yeah. Okay. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Was it Simpson, really? I'm like, yeah. All I had, the pop. Oh, I had to play all that stuff when I was yeah. at Radio Disney. That's terrible. I had to. And that's play the thing. I don't like it either. And that was my high school days. But I, I, my dad didn't raise me on it. So Gavin, you, earlier we were talking about you were fifteen in two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so musically, when we were doing the uh, time capsule. Christian music in 2010, there was a lot of great songs to choose from. Mm-hmm. Some years when we go way back, you're like, oof, yeah, not, a, not a whole lot of options. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that wasn't bad. So I guess that's probably not a bad time to, no. to grow up with music. But he didn't listen to the, the like secular music growing up no. like we did. I don't even know. Like, Betty Rock, uh, Google um, uh, Just like best major songs. pop hits yeah. of 2010. 10, let's, when Gavin was 15. Like, what was on the pop charts? I don't even know. I couldn't uh, tell Taylor you. Swift, We Are Never Getting Back Together. Mm, that was a good song. song yeah. Pink. Which one? Uh, Blow Me One Last Kiss. Oh, okay. Maroon 5, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, Breakaway? Katy Perry, uh, uh. Stronger. Oh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Do it a little longer. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it was still poppy. What about rock songs from that? Because, I mean, I could see Gavin like the pop songs, but, I mean, that's, that's not manly. No. I was only, I, I, like, I was still so heavily into, like, the Christian music. Were you? I, like, oh, I that's just, good, though. I just wasn't, it was like I probably could have, you know, gone to YouTube or anything and listened to whatever I wanted, but, yeah. like, I was really into Skillet and Toby. The that's furthest great. I ever ventured was maybe Daughtry, and Daughtry's not even. I if I'm your parents, bad. I'm super happy about that. They um, did good. The Black Keys. Oh, yeah. Paramore. Rise, oh, Rise Paramore. Against Paramore's the Machine. Paramore go. was Rage Against the Machine? What did I say? Rise. Oh, this is called Rise Against. Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, Rise know. Against, yeah. I don't like, I, I, I recognize that, that name. But. Yeah. Huh. Paramore was interesting. That girl, uh, like they started Haley off. Haley something. Haley, oh, what was her last name? She's a great singer. But they started off as, they were all Christian kids. Uh, and then my friend actually signed them uh, to a record deal for Atlantic. And they kind of, I'm not going to say they walked away from faith, but their songs and stuff. And they weren't they weren't a Christian band. Um, but I really, I always did enjoy them. You know who else I liked that was kind of in that same zone, though, that was a Christian band? Flyleaf. Yeah, I don't that know girl what could sing. Yeah. Man. Whenever you, because you picked your the the 
desperate song yeah, yeah, for yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. All I was singing in my head though was like a fly the fly leaves. I can feel you, you all around. Yeah, Flyleaf was great. And then she did a song with um I thought Third Day, wasn't it? Uh, see if you can find me some Flyleaf, Gavin. Um, I think that I think that she did a song with Mac Pal. I want to say. I can feel you all around me, thickening the everything, holding on to what I'm feeling, savoring this heart that's healing. So Yeah, she was great, man. And this is when she started singing more, too, because the early Flyleaf was total screamo. And she was like, and that was like, that was not good. Uh, That's what the I'm So Sick had, like, this, like, weird scream in it. I did like Flyleaf. I liked Super Chick back in the day, too. I was kind of a fan of Super Chick as well. So, all right. Well, there you go. Do you got any birthdays, Lady Rock? This one won't stop. There it goes. I do not. (laughs) Okay. But I do have a question. Go for it. Angeline, she said, do you guys have any interesting stories about going to the dentist? Mm. I'll tell you one. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to the dentist in years. Shows? Decades. It does not. (laughs) She's got a great Uh, smile. But, thank you. Um, but one of the visits I had when I was younger, it seems like I had to get a tooth pulled. Like it was Ooh. loose, but it wasn't. It wasn't like coming a out. Baby like my, tooth, or yeah, a, baby tooth. Oh, okay. was, it just wasn't coming out. So um, they gave me this laughing. I call it laughing. I've never gas. done the laughing. It's gas. so amazing. Yeah, well, it's amazing. Back to our drug right? conversation earlier. <laughs> Here's the so creepy you have part. a problem. Not a get, good get help. Here's the creepy part. So the mask they put on your face was like a clown mask. <laughs> yeah. So they, it's like got a red nose and a That's little funny. a fun like. Red lip smile. Yeah. yeah but Yo. underneath the gas comes through and yeah. you like breathe it in. So Turn I remember, into it. Wow. Yeah. So I remember laying there in the dentist chair and they put this mask on me and they tell me to count down from like, I don't know, ten or whatever. But I remember still being awake, but the dentist is sitting beside me and his nurse or whoever standing behind him and he tells a joke and they both start laughing, but it's in slow motion. So they're like, "Oh, it's funny." Oh. <laughs> oh, no. And then I remember looking out the window because it was directly in front of me, and the trees were like blowing in slow motion. Really? <laughs> it was amazing. Love I loved that you it. can remember that. Yeah, yeah well, I, I mean, I've never had that. Like I, and they say that like once they turn the laughing gas off, it's done. Like it doesn't last like another chemical high. I don't would. remember, mm-hmm. but it was amazing. I mean, I always say I like uh, I like anesthesia. Like yeah. I always love, I always love going under. Oh, I know because like, I just don't fall asleep well, and you know, in general. And so when I'm sitting there and they're like count back from count back from ten, it's like fantastic. Here we it go. is <laughs> unbelievable. I, I so even good. like even having a colonoscopy, which I had Whoa. to go through <laughs> to get to the like the put me out, which I was so glad when they put me under. Because <laughs> everything leading up to that, you're just like you don't want to look at anybody. You're just like just I, just, I don't even want to be here. Talking to a guy who had you know three like tailbone surgeries. Yeah, I, every everything was on. 
on view for a lot yeah, of surgery. Yeah. So you, I don't, get you, don't, you want none of that. And so finally, when they finally put you under, you're like, thank you. I don't even care if I wake up. Just oh thank gosh. you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the... the I don't the, like the waking up. The propofol, whatever they hit you with, when it hits you, it hits you. And you're just like, okay. But I thought you couldn't have that because you don't have something. Oh, yeah. Doesn't your I, body... Yeah, my body doesn't reverse it. There's because what they do is they put a paralyzer, a paralytic in, um, with that concoction, and that's what my body has a problem with. Like, so I can't have the paralytic. I can have the propofol, but I can't have the other thing that shuts your muscles down. Because what they do is a lot of times they, they when they put you under, they don't want your body flinching and stuff, and so mm-hmm. it basically paralyzes you so that mm-hmm. they can work on you. And that's what I found that it jacked me up, and then my body shuts down. It doesn't reverse it, so I can't I can't breathe. Did on yours my own. shut down when they first did it? Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. I had to be on. A, I had to be on a, a, a tube. They had to intubate me Ooh. because my body. Mm-mm. How old were you? Uh, in my, like, I was married already, so somewhere in my late twenties, maybe early thirties. Oh, oh, Marty was pregnant at the time because they were afraid to tell her because they didn't want her to have the baby. So it was, oh I would have been like thirty. It would have been horrible. Mid thirty, yeah, sure. thirty. Lose your husband while you're pregnant. Oh, That's I know. Terrible. Yeah, I didn't have insurance back then, so it would have been really bad. <laughs> oh, wow. Now it's a judgment call. <laughs> it goes either way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but I remember in that surgery, we'll talk about like things going in slow motion, is when they, when they hit me with all of the stuff, I remember before it paralyzed me, something wasn't right. Like all of a sudden my throat, went, I couldn't breathe. Oh. And I remember sitting up and I'm like, I couldn't verbalize that I was having a problem. Oh my gosh. So, you know, like Gavin, you talk about the piece of when they put you under, like when yep. I had my colonoscopy, I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> uh, but this one was traumatic. Like I sat up, I see the bright light from the, the operating <laughs> thing. You're like, Jesus? Like, no. I know, I'm like, run to the light. I sit up, I cannot verbalize what I'm going through. And they're like, it's okay, this is normal. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, this arm just comes across my chest and pushes me down and that was the last thing I remembered so I'm like that oh was how gosh. I was going to go out yeah I was, so it was that one was scary yeah everything after that's been great okay so back to the dentist situation oh, yeah. do you have a dentist uh, I did I, I did um, uh, a filling without Novocaine once because uh, I was in a hurry and I'm like let's just let's just go let's see if I can handle it and uh, <laughs> you're like the women that don't get an epidural yes exactly <laughs> let me see if I can handle it because he was like it's not too deep we should be good and uh, it was it was a little deeper I thought, and it de- mm. definitely did not feel good. But I'm like at that point, I'm like, I don't want to ask for it, so I just kind of cry. I there might have been a tear that rolled down my eye. I'm like, you got him, I'm like, good. It's like getting tattoos on your gums. Also, yeah. too, oh. it's funny when Wally does have a dentist appointment because I keep gum with me, yeah. and he always is like, oh, my breath is just gonna. Be Great. nasty. Can I get, oh, borrow some gum? Yeah. Now, one time I didn't have gum with me, but you happened to have some cotton candy taffy yeah. with you from Bucky's. It was better, <laughs> better than what I had, you know? <laughs> I would never want to be a dentist. That just no. sounds disgusting. Well, I used to try to bring a toothbrush in before, and I brushed my teeth here before I went, and then I talked to like my hygienist, and she's like, oh, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't bother They've me. They've got a like, mask on yeah. most of the time. I don't think they're, like, they're in there, but they're not in there with their open nose. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, it's not a problem. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'm not gonna do and that. then you ate a soft cookie, right? And you chipped a tooth one yeah, time here. Yeah, at my friend's house. Yeah, my teeth are really brittle. Like they're super brittle. They've gotten like so much better. Yeah, in your um, defense, you go to the dentist. Like you don't. I go twice a you year. You don't skip anything. Mm-hmm. You probably brush your teeth every day. No, yeah, probably. Oh, I do. No, I do. I like floss. 
No, please. That was a, that was a scam. Even what? A, yeah, remember the remember the story a few years ago where they're like flossing doesn't do it. the FD or the the dental place was like trust me what? it does no yes it if does. if there's anything that we as collective Americans ignore it's that sentence like yeah. you should floss more. Let me more. tell you, okay. I floss every day. Yeah, do you really? Yes, can't tell because when you do, it gets that little bit of food yeah. that your toothbrush didn't get yeah. out of the cracks of your teeth. Yeah. And that stuff can cause you to have really bad breath, sure. even if you take like brush your teeth or use mouthwash, like right. you need to floss. No, they, they said that that was a misnomer. Oh my gosh. The dental when people. When do you ever listen to pe- the dental people? Yeah, the, like the dentist doctors. They're like, yeah. <laughs> the dental industry. Because I remember going to my hygienist and I, I remember after that came out, I'm like, hey, have you seen that big article, that news story about not flossing? She's like, yes. I said, okay, so look, here's the deal. We've known each other for a long time, and every year you give me this garbage about I need to floss more, and every year I say I'm going to do it, and then I don't. Let's just live under that thing. Like Let's just not ever talk about this again, and you know <laughs> oh what you're gosh. supposed to say, and now I have proof that you were not accurate, and then I don't ever have to feel guilty again, so we'll just leave it at she that. She doesn't have to waste her time. Yeah, it's great. We, we have such wow. a great relationship. <laughs> sure. uh, Gavin, do you have a dentist? Uh, nothing insane, other than just the fact that like I have the terrible gag reflux, and mm. so doing X-rays just have never done well. And mm. I've used, you know, like little kid X-rays <laughs> as an adult because if you try to put that big thing, I feel yeah anxious already. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like gagging right now. Like I've I've definitely gotten sick on dentists. A bunch of times. Oh. Where they're just like trying and they're like, all right, we're going to do this Blech. one more time. And it's just like, and then something comes out. Oh, so. that's bad. And that's embarrassing. Yeah. But I don't. Ow. Like, they're like, all right, breathe through your nose. And you're like, doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you just see, you have something back there. Like, what am I going to do? Like, not feel it? Yeah, I'm a. I've, I, I've gotten like numbed for X-rays sure. before because wow. they think that it'll help and it doesn't. I, I have. The tongue one, does what it does. To one time and they put this. Got a tender tummy. I've got my mouth open, and they're working on the back, and they put this weird, they called it a dental dam or something. And so, like, it basically was this tarp with a hole in it, and so it's covering my my eyes and my nose, Uh and... They're working on there, and it was in there, and it was and it was deep, and so it was making me gag, and so I'm so paranoid like you, Gavin, that I'm gonna throw up on them, oh and I've got this thing in my face where I I can't breathe because it's my own nose oxygen coming right back into my nose. <laughs> uh-huh. That was it was that was the worst experience that I ever had. You made dentist. it through though. I did, but I was not. It was not fun. Wow. I yeah. remember, I remember one time. If you've ever had, if you've ever had like an abscess on your teeth. Uh, like uh, like we're up above and in the root area where mm. it gets like basically like a giant pimple or whatever yeah. inside of it and it just it hurts so bad and the only thing is is once they land like once they drill in and pop it like your life instantly gets better <sighs> but I remember being at the dentist and, and I it was so sore the whole area and I couldn't tell him like, it's one of these two I don't know which one and he's looking at it he's like mm, let me see and he took the back of his tool and punched my tooth with it. And my foot almost kicked like the whole thing. I'm like, oh my gosh! He's like, okay, I think it's that one. Yeah, you think? You think, Dr. Kevorkian? Dude, what pain. in the world? That's like, horrible. Yeah, and I, pain, man. Yeah, it's so funny because literally, and that was like probably eight years ago, and I, I still have the same dentist, and we were talking about that the last time I was in, and we were laughing. He's like, yeah, remember that time I had to light you up so we could figure out which tooth it was? I'm like, yeah, that was great! Now, I know like the last time, one of the last times Marty was here, your wife, she almost started crying because because she had to go to the dentist. Hates like the she dentist. Yeah, hates it's it. It's worth despising. Little little planes and like uh, the dentist are like two of her biggest fears. 
Huh. And and there's no reason like and she gets fearful for cleanings, like they're, yeah, they're not oh, even drilling. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, X-rays, man. They X-rays stink. <laughs> He's like, I get it. I feel it. I cry all the time. <laughs> I end right up now. crying afterwards. Oh. You're sitting there like you know having blah on the yeah. dentist and you're just like tears. You and know, shame. I I have to be careful when like the last time I had to go and get tested for strep. They have oh, to like, yeah. take a popsicle Swab stick and they. Through. I hate and they, that. I hate it so much. So I one cried t- before that. One, too. T- <laughs> one time I went. I was probably in my twenties, and I went to the Minute Clinic or something. And she goes and she does that, and I slapped her hand. <laughs> but it was. It, I didn't a reaction, even think. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, it was just involuntary. I slapped her hard, and I apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry. I end up now having to sit on, on my hands, hands yeah. because I will slap. Someone. Just because of the. Swabbing yeah, you feel like they're the trying to gag you. Yeah. Yeah. I had it a does. couple COVID tests back in the day that Ooh. they went up into my <sighs> brain. <laughs> I was so glad when they let you start doing it yourself and they realized, oh yeah, we don't have to scratch the top of your head with this. <laughs> COVID's not the same here, result. Yeah, we could, oh, we could just stick it an inch inside your nose. Oh, that's oh, great. Gosh. That would have been good news, uh, the, the good information the first year of this. Yeah, because yeah, man, there that's were rough. a couple that they, and then they scramble it like an egg. They're like yeah. going to <laughs> circle. Like, oh, I don't oh, know why that was the way that they like I don't know how we didn't land on something better quicker yeah. than that just well. and yeah stupid covid anyway <laughs> at least it's yeah at least it's not this utter powerhouse at least it's these done. days at least it's done like I when I got sick in Africa I, there was part of me that thought oh did I catch covid really? but then, I did I did but I, but I had no fever or anything it was mm-hmm. just it was just sinuses I'm like oh, okay because that's the problem man you get so paranoid about it and then mm-hmm. but now it's not like you know it's not like the death sentence it's just annoying it's just um, old for most people but it's mm-hmm. like yeah it is it's just the flu and so like you're like oh I just don't want to get it it's just because it's annoying um mm-hmm. and then because it's still like they're still oh you tested positive now you still have to be away from people like well how is it any different from any other right. flu now I mean that's we're living we're going to live with this version of flu forever yeah yeah so anyway all right well that's got uh, <laughs> how he ends every rant yeah anyway yeah, so okay anyway. <laughs> so, uh, all right that's gonna do it for your aftercast thanks for being a potty.